Hey guys, welcome back to uh, Small Talks Podcast. We have finally successfully and indefinitely picked a name for this podcast. Uh, and we have also successfully distributed it out to iTunes and Spotify and Amazon Music. So find us anywhere where you want to stream a podcast. Um, we will be putting out episodes every week. Um, hopefully it'll get shorter, maybe like every two weeks or every two days or every three days or something like that. Um, but like, subscribe, follow us, you know, do the thing that you want to do. Back to the episode. What's the name of the show again? Huh? What's the name of the show? Uh, I think I'm going to call it the Jet 4 Podcast. The Jet 4 Podcast. Yeah, specifically because small talks... I feel like I'm downplaying the seriousness of, of the podcast a little That's bit. That's true, yeah. Because, I mean, I want to talk about this stuff with, like, creatives and other, like, entrepreneurs or business people. Because it's supposed to be, like, a, a journey, you know, like, you, you start from somewhere and then I would interview you from the start and then I would do another episode or, like, catch up with you on another episode and we'd, like, talk about where you've come from or... Oh, or what you've done since the last time I talked to you, you know? Yeah, no, that no, sounds no, like no. a great idea. I thought, all right, I thought it would be a good idea too. And just seeing like how, <laughs> like down the process now, I'm just seeing like how much it's like, there's a lot to do with it. For like, oh yeah, know? I'm sure with all the editing and, and trying to figure out the way to put it all back together, you know, cause you're, you're getting one piece and another piece and then, you're making it into something really artistic and, and nice. Yeah, it's very interesting too because I, I feel like it's it's also me just learning on the way and trying to grow at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I think the first within the first couple episodes that I recorded so far, which like I've been I've been front loading right mm-hmm. just to like post and get everything done. I feel like within the first couple episodes, I only started with one mic and now I have two mics. Okay, and a portable yeah. recorder, and I'm wow. like okay we're sort of getting somewhere and I'm figuring out how to plan things and make sure that they're like outlined right you know but I'm trying to add more stuff in what and is it that inspired you to start the podcast um actually it's about a lot a lot of what inspired me is what we're going to talk about today mm-hmm. mostly because um that idea came up first like last year <laughs> And then I was like, okay, I'll start this podcast. It seems like a good idea. And I was like, let me ask my friends. And then there was COVID. There was, mm-hmm. um, oh, I'm like sweating too. Oh my gosh. It's kind of hot in here. Yeah. I like ran up the stairs too. Oh. <laughs> um, but there was COVID. There was the winter storm and everything kind of just like annihilated my plans. And I was like, ah, I may, I sort of gave up cause there was just too much going on and I'm, I'm worried I'll like burn out myself again. Um, but we'll we'll bring it up. We'll bring it up later. Um, have you ever have you ever played? Mm-hmm. Uh, We're not really strangers. No, I, I haven't. Oh, really? Have you heard of it? No. no. Okay. So it's like uh, I'd say like it's an icebreaker game. Um, it gets really deep the more you play it. But basically, there's three levels. I see. One, two, and three. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll start with level one, and we'll work our way to level three. Now, the way I've been playing it what is um, we'd both pick a card out and then we'd ask the question, um, either both answered or just one of us answered it, and then we'd move on to the next level and so on. There's more rules to the game like that, but I feel like this is just like uh, like a little intro game, you know? 
it makes things a little bit more fun. Yeah. So, do you want to pick first? Or you want me to pick first? Uh, I'll pick first. Okay. Let's see. It says, uh, wild card. Think of your favorite brand of cereal. On the oh. count of three, say your answers out loud. So okay. let's take a moment to think. I've got mine too. Yeah. Okay, ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh, that's a good one. I, I, haven't, I, haven't, yeah. I haven't had cereal in about a year. It's been a while for me. We've been having a lot of oatmeal recently. Oh, yeah, same. So, but I mean, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, that's like my guilty pleasure, you know? <laughs> back when I was a kid, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, there okay, we go. I'm just kind of put it back in there. So I actually got that last time I played with cereal. Really? Okay. Yeah, I should have maybe yeah. shuffled these, but it's fine. No. I'm going to pick something from the middle. Did you say Frosted Flakes? Yeah, I said Frosted Flakes. Oh no, that, that's a close second. I like the cinnamon and cinnamon toast crunch. Ooh, do I seem like a coffee or tea person, sweetened or unsweetened? Hmm, okay, so I feel like I've, I've spent some time around you <laughs> and you've had hot beverages in your hand every so often. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wanna say you're more on, well, cause I think I've seen you with both though, coffee and tea. I have. I guess based on maybe my personality or something, or probably more tea. More tea, really? Yeah. Why yeah. tea? You seem very down to earth. <laughs> you have a kind of um, a very mild, you know. You're very uh, tasteful, you know. Tasteful. Yes, yeah. The the way that you go about things, you you're very even keel, you know. You you have everybody else's perspective in mind. I feel like if you were a coffee, you'd probably be very robust and you have to like have everything your way I, I don't know maybe I'm, I'm looking too far into it but I, I feel like you're very you're very mellow you, you help to relax people and I, I think that tea does that better oh really thank you yeah I, I feel like you're the same way that's why mm -hmm. I, I feel like we get along with you because you really help me relax too <laughs> okay I'll pick first we'll go to number two now number two okay ooh what are you more afraid of, failure or success, and why? Afraid of failure or success? I think I'm more afraid of success, and it may sound kind of odd. Why is that? Um, I feel like I've always been pushed to just do my very best, and so far I've been doing pretty good. So I, I never really had that challenge where I had to face failure in the face, you know? Yeah. Um, but then sometimes I feel my um, I'm holding myself back. Like I, I feel like I have a lot of potential, but I'm a little bit too nervous about what would happen. Like, would I change if I decided to embark on something monumental as far as changing myself? Like, if I could really strive for success, but would I lose myself along the way? That's the question. Interesting. So I think I'm more afraid of success. Huh. But you have a lot of humility, so that's that's amazing. Yeah, I, I fail all the time, you know, and, and and the only problem with failing is not learning a lesson from it. That is true. Dang. <laughs> I'll okay, go ahead wanna, and get another card. Let's yeah. see. Level two. Oh, this is a tough one. Oh, no. Are you lying to yourself about anything? Am I lying to myself about anything? Um... 
Does an imposter syndrome count as lying? I would say so. You'd say so? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Because I, I mean, even, even starting this podcast and the photography that I do every day, I feel like I'm just not up to par. <laughs> and I don't know who I'm comparing myself to, but I always feel like I am letting myself down if I complete something and it's not some like um, like monumentous or amazing achievement. Um, but I, I do celebrate the little wins that I get. Like I feel accomplished that I made, I made some album artwork earlier today mm-hmm. and I was like, it looks really good. I was like, I like it. And then I like sat there in the coffee shop for a little bit and I was like, it's not good enough though. <laughs> I was like, if I look at, I don't know, someone else's artwork who've done stuff for bigger celebrities or like for bigger artists, I just, I try and think, I'm like, is this up to par to them? So maybe I'm, yeah, maybe I'm just like, it's a little too much for me to handle sometimes, but I try and complete my work and then just like not look at it ever again. Um, it's, it's like how I post with Instagram too. Like I will post on Instagram about my stuff and then I will, I will not look at it for another hour, even though like part of some sort, like part of social media's algorithm is to start interacting with people that like it or start like commenting on, um, on things that people or reply to comments that people have like posted on your picture or like on your tweet or something. And I just never do it cause I'm too scared i'll wait like an hour and by then like the algorithms kind of like moved on from you <laughs> so. M- maybe to an extent uh you're afraid of success yeah i think the tougher question is to look inside yourself and ask why do you strive to do creative work mm-hmm. are you trying to fulfill a certain expectation of yourself or are you trying to figure out where your limits are there's a lot of different ways to go with that but i think along the way it's important to congratulate yourself for all the good things you do that's true yeah okay do you want to pick number three first i'll pick number three i'll go in the (laughs) middle here Uh okay this is a good one um if we were in a band what would our band name be What would our band name be? I feel like it's... Is it just me and you? Yeah, if, if the okay. two of us were in a band. Okay, okay. Well, first, like, what genre would we be? Yeah, that's what I was trying to think that, of, That's too. tough. I feel like I would kind of like a classic rock kind of cover band or something. Okay. Know. A cover band? Like a kind that of a classic be... rock kind of... You, you play the, the, the good oldies and stuff. Yeah. No, that'd be really good, actually. Yeah. I feel like I, I, could, I could get into that. Wait, what would you play? Oh, um, I need to learn how to play the guitar. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I thought you know how to play an instrument. I know how to play the viola. Uh, It's like a large violin, but you don't really see it in the kind of music I like. So it's kind of odd that that's the one I chose, but Mm. yeah. I mean, we can incorporate it. Mm -hmm. Be like some sort of like alternative cover band. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll play some covers with the the viola. Yeah, I could could play the drums. Mm -hmm. I think we would call it... I'm trying to I'm trying to find something relevant. Ooh, the Ace of Spades. Oh, the Ace yeah, of Spades would be I feel cool. Like that'd be really cool. Yeah. Just because we both we, as of now we both have the mm-hmm. the Ace. Um, it was a groomsman gift. Yeah, the, it's the, a bottle, the opener. bottle opener. Yeah, I feel like those are really cool. So we can name ourselves the Ace of Spades. Yeah, Ooh, that'd work out really cool. well. 
The Aces of Spades? The no. Aces of Spades? The Ace of Spades. I feel like the Ace of Spades. Yeah. Are, I don't know. Is Aces plural for Ace or? Yeah. I guess if we want to go with the singular band name. Yeah. Yeah, the Ace Maybe of Spades. We would be Spades. Spades. Everyone else would be Spades. We would be the Aces. Oh, that's true. If we had like a whole band behind us, we would be the Aces and they'd be the Spades. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> but cool. That, that, yeah. that was a cool question. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, oh wait, I saw the pick out. Yep. All right. Each, each level has its own name, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know if you, so level one was perception. Mm-hmm. Level two was connection. And level three is reflection, I believe. Uh, yeah, reflection. And this one is oh, what about me? What about me? Most surprised you? I feel like there's a lot more that I want to learn about you. You know, <laughs> like we, we've known each other for a long time, but yeah. and we've done so many things together, but along the way. I feel like we were always around a lot of other people, so I think it would be nice to spend more time with you just one-on-one to, to learn more about what makes you tick. Um, <laughs> I think what surprises me most about you is your determination, your work ethic. You put yourself into what you do, and that's very admirable. There's a lot of people who you know, go to work, and then they immediately just want to like wash off all the work, and then like they, they separate the two, to uh, an extreme extent, but I feel like for you, like what you, you, you love what you do, and that's why you just you live it, and that, that's very inspiring. Oh, thanks. You, <laughs> you, you found the thing that you really uh, want to put yourself into, so I, I like that. Thanks, Hamilton. That means a lot, actually, because I mean, the whole imposter syndrome does not make me feel like that at all. Really? Yeah, because I mean, I just. After I come from a place that I've worked at, I just kind of come home and do the thing that I like to do, but I don't ever see it as work. Maybe that's why I don't ever see that I'm like doing any better or getting any better because I'm not analyzing myself that much. So I don't know. It helps to know that you've recognized that because it's hard for me to recognize that in myself sometimes. And from an outside perspective, you are doing better. You know, you, I, I can I can see your development and it's very impressive. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And to you too as well, you've come out from a lot and you're doing really good for yourself and really great. And we're, we're going to separate from each other in like the next couple of weeks, but oh, no. we're both going to be in like amazing places and we'll catch up every now and then. I'll visit you in Houston. You'll visit me in San Antonio, you know, but I'm proud of you. I like to think that, you know, right now we are where we're supposed to be. And then in two weeks, we're going to be where we're supposed to be. And we'll find our way back together, you know, and it's been a meaningful time together. Uh, you know, I really want that for us. Yeah. yeah. No, it'll be awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, when did you graduate? Did you graduate in the same year I did? 19? Well, I graduated in 2018 because I, I rushed through my bachelor's. Oh, So, it was only right. three years. Yeah. Um, so, I graduated 2018, but I was class of 2019. So, on my Aggie ring, it's a 19. Oh, okay, but you graduated in 2018. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's right. And then yeah. you were just around Canterbury with mm-hmm. us that entire time. Yeah, I was working at HEB and um, just kind of trying to get my, my feet. Because um, once I graduated, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Yeah. I, I rushed through. I only spent 
two and a half years at A&M because I spent a whole semester over in Germany. Oh, mm-hmm. it was Wait, a, in Germany for a study abroad or? For, yes. Okay. So in 2016, that was the first semester of my sophomore year. Everybody thought I was crazy because I wanted to leave Texas A&M during the football season and go over to Europe. <laughs> and ever since I was in high school, I, I knew I really wanted to study abroad in Germany at a business school. And, oh. and that's what I did. Oh, and I wow. loved it. Yeah. I didn't know that about you, actually. Mm-hmm. I remember I walked in freshman year to my advisor and I said, we're going to make this happen. And she was like, well, I mean, I guess if you want to, because like um, it, it can be expensive or, or they can be, there can be language requirements and things like that um, for certain study abroad when you're there for like six, eight months, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what I did. And it, it was just really exciting. I got to travel a lot. But um, back to the main point. Uh, I rushed through my bachelor's and I had a great time. I got really good grades. I, w- I was in, in the honors college um, and doing business school and stuff. But then by the time I got out, I didn't have an internship. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It was, you, and you just ended up working at HEB because... I actually started uh, in October of 2018 after I graduated. I was looking all over. I was pretty desperate for a job. And I kind of, I sunk to my lowest point, I think, um, when when I took a job at a call center in Bryan. Oh, Oh, I remember that. I remember uh you telling me about that. It it was quite the experience because every day I would go in, I'd be so excited because I I hadn't had a job before. So I brought my little lunchbox, uh, you know, (laughs) and I would uh, go in there and then I would be constantly on the phone asking people for really personal information. Yeah. I was saying like, oh, I represent the New York State Department of Health uh, and I need to know this, this, and this, and this about you. And they're like, and then I, I was just, I was bothering these people to the extent that it bothered me because I thought, you know, I'm not really doing good in this job. I'm not doing something that I'm proud of. So then I would come home and I'd cry about it. And like, I would say like, you know, I don't know, is this what I'm worth? Like, is this all I can ever do? Uh, you know, I, I rushed through and now I, I missed my chance to do anything with my life. And it was around that time I, I um, well, I met Samantha the year before and we were dating and I would come home and I'd talk to her about it. And she she would say that I shouldn't ever work in a job that makes me feel that way, that makes me feel humiliated or that I'm just causing so much inconvenience and, and problems to other people. Yeah. And I, I imagine we were gathering marketing research. That's how they, they framed it. They're, they're saying, you're going to be a marketing researcher. But then you end up just, you know, and we were discouraged from talking to any other coworkers. Oh, really? We had to like, I think we only had five minute breaks like twice in the day. So we didn't really have much, like time for lunch or, uh, and um, it, it, they were constantly watching over us and like walking through and they would take us into the office and say, Hey, you, uh, you messed up on this word on the survey, on the, uh, on the script you're supposed to be reading. So we had to read just off a script. So there wasn't anything, there was no way to actually put in our own personality. We would just have to read word for word. Whoa. Yeah. It it was soul crushing. And I, I I know people still do that kind of work and, and, you know, they, I want to try to send a blessing to them to, you know, really look deep in themselves and figure out what they want to do and yeah yeah oh i didn't know that actually i thought it was mm-hmm. i remember you told me it was marketing research i thought it 
I didn't know it was like a call center. Yeah, at the time I was embarrassed about it. So I was telling people I work for a marketing research company, which was technically what they advertised as. Yeah. Um, but then finally it, it got to a tipping point where I decided that um, that I, I just couldn't go back another day. I couldn't, I, I, I um, wouldn't be able to stand it. And uh, Samantha, my, my girlfriend at the time, but now she's my wife. Yeah. Um, you know, she had such a big heart and, and she was saying, well, Hamilton, you should never do something that makes you feel that way. You want to find a company you believe in. So then I found H-E-B and I started as not a bagger and not a cashier, but as the person who was outside pushing the carts. Oh, okay. With a college degree. <laughs> oh, we all start out somewhere rough. I always feel like that first year out of, uh, out of college is always your roughest, even if you had a lot of like work experience or if you didn't have any at all you know, and you got good grades and you come out with a bachelor's or a master's, that first year is one of the worst years for many of us too, who either try and get into some sort of field or creative job, it is the worst. And a lot of us end up at places like HEB and Starbucks. <laughs> yes, yeah, no. Yeah, it's kind of rough. What was your experience like after graduation? I. So I graduated the six month period before COVID started. Oh. Yeah, 2019, right before summer, 2019 spring. Um, and I went into the summer immediately with a job, but I decided to try and like forelong it and work at the summer camp that I've been working at for a long time. Um, and so I said, hey, I can start in August. And they were like, okay, awesome. Um, we'd love to have you in August. And so. Um, after that summer, I started working at an engineering firm for a little bit, and then uh, it was just a regular nine to five. I get, or I would get um, detailed blueprints to like fix up or look over, mm. um, and then I would send it off to like higher ups, and then they would complete the rest of the blueprints. So I wouldn't really see the rest of the plans unless they wanted to talk about it with me or unless we had like a huge meeting about it, then I could actually see the whole thing. But I never had a whole like hand in it. I did, I did do some field work where I'd go to houses and I would just like feel around like the leveling. Um, and we'd have like special tools too to like measure the ground. And so um, if we know that one one side of the house is like inclined or tipped over then we would like advise them to fix it or we would just do the analysis and then uh send it over to the realtor who was like asking for it or something like that it would help evaluate the house and know if like they need to send someone else to fix it but that was like uh. the only thing i ever did and so i don't know it was pretty boring <laughs> there, there wasn't much creativity in it no there wasn't and i started looking into other or I started looking to other firms, engineering firms and architectural firms. Um, but at the same time, my engineering company was having a merger with another engineering firm. And right after this merger, uh, they kind of got rid of a lot of people. And I was the first, I think I was the first one that they got rid of because I was one of the like latest hires. And so they were like, hey, we don't really need you. And I was like, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> well, that's great. And I was already doing photography on the side. So I decided uh, if I'm going to do something that I am either going to fail or succeed in, I'd rather do it or I'd rather do something I'd love and fail and succeed in that. So I kept doing photography. And now I have a couple contracts with people um, and an engineering firm as well. So I'm, wow. yeah, ironically in a good spot. 
Um, and now I'm trying to do more creative stuff that kind of fuels my motivation and drive every single day, like this podcast or more stuff on TikTok. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's ironic where you are. I, I think you, you worked really hard to be in your position. And um, I feel like it's a it's a natural development to, to be where you are now, you know, as far as your contracts and, and still being in that line of work that you find very satisfying and that you're able to use your creativity and um, and I'm really happy for you that, that you've been able to, to work and, and find your own little niche in the market. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually really support or really grateful that you've been supporting me too. Mm-hmm. I know we've seen each other like um, every other month, I would say, mm-hmm. since we've like lived here in the same town. Um, but it, it really helps me a lot whenever we like go play chess or go get coffee or, or do some sort of event together. If nothing else, it could be something you know that you could take some time away to just you know relax and spend some time with a friend and um, you know get anything off your chest if anything's worrying you. You know, yeah. we're both in a similar position as far as our life goes. You know, um, we're both trying to to make it as young professionals. So, and that's scary. And it, 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 it it's very scary. It's one of those things that um, we're in uncharted territory right now as far as after COVID and and then. Now there's the economic recession going on, and we're trying to figure out the best way to to move forward. Yeah, it's rough. <laughs> yeah, everybody says that this is probably the worst time to buy a house, or the worst time to try to look for a job, or yeah. different things like that. Um, I think we're doing it though. Yeah, I was like, I mean, you still you still did it. You were still able to buy a house. Yeah, uh, we just closed last week. Um, it was one of those uh, decisions that you you look back on it and you realize that. That's probably the most money you'll ever spend. You know, uh, it's one of those huge purchases, and it's a big commitment, though, because now we're obligated to pay this for the next thirty years. But we probably won't be there that long. But you know, yeah. Oh my gosh! Look at us. (laughs) I I know. I can't believe we're. You said 2018, 2019. We're. Mm -hmm. I'm about three years away from my own graduation, and you're about four years. Jeez. (laughs) <laughs> and then um, while I was working at HEB, that's when I decided that I would be interested in getting a master's in economics, but not for necessarily going into a company setting, but I really thought I would be a really uh, great professor. You know, I, I get this kind of a, a deep feeling of joy and satisfaction when I get to teach people things. And I feel like economics is one of those subjects that it's kind of a soft science where a lot of it is based on how people feel about things, you know, how they react to certain situations and how that's not always rational. Um, so I feel like it's a really cool study because you, you learn about people's decision making in regards to resources and money and, and time. Yeah. Um, so then I really wanted to be an economics professor. And then once I got back from my master's here to Texas A&M, uh, I had more time to think about it and I talked to more of my... Uh, schoolmates and I thought you know how about I go ahead and give the corporate route a try um, I had some friends who were already working for BDO the accounting firm yeah and they really loved the job that they did um, with transfer pricing which is kind of like international economic analysis so I, I followed their recommendations and I applied and, and I, I impressed the managers so I now, I feel very lucky to be where I am. And sometimes I get that kind of imposter syndrome also. I feel like, oh, they may, they may have chosen the wrong guy or, yeah. you know, my, my learning curve is a little bit steeper than the other people have said, you know, but you're always going to find a way to doubt yourself until you don't, you know. That's true. 
something's always going to push you until it comes down to it and then mm-hmm. you actually have to do it dang <laughs> well since you're since we're both sort of like three to four years out mm-hmm. do you have any advice for any postgrads that are coming into the workforce or sort of just trying to find their way in life right now <laughs> I think that you shouldn't settle for a job that doesn't feed you on a emotional level or intellectual level. You should try, find, try to find something that is interesting to you. Okay. Um, life's too short to do a job that you hate doing. Uh, you know, even in the short term, you know, you want to find something that you'd be, be proud to talk about to other people. When, um, and th- there are jobs out there I'm not exactly sure all the different markets, but <laughs> yeah. um, for some reason it just se- it seems more difficult now than it ever has before. As far as you know, even three or four years ago when we graduated, like I wouldn't want to graduate now into this market. Yeah, <laughs> some people are still doing it. Yeah, no, I, and I applaud them and I wish them luck because you know the economy is expanding in its own way. Um, it, it, we we experience so much. Uh, economic expansion last year that I think the recession is just a correction of the prices in the market as far as equity that was maybe overvalued and then there was a bit of a bubble and then this is kind of letting off the steam of that so I feel that in general we're not experiencing any kind of detriment to the economy I think it's just kind of correcting itself and it'll move forward as normal Been really hot recently. Yeah, the- it has. It's been really hot. We can stop recording too. I'm not like. I feel like we've gotten a good amount, and I love the wisdom that you gave out too. Like it, it's it's a lot, and I was trying to like process everything, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh man, I love this. And then I was trying to think of new things to like bring up. Um, but I kind of just I'm just enjoying a beer with you. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. kind of how I felt. You know, we're just having a conversation, and there just happens to be a couple microphones. Yeah there happens to be someone recording so oh yeah yeah, yeah something like that <laughs> yeah um, well, well thank you for giving this um giving me this opportunity to come and get to chat a little bit you know yeah it's really good to catch up with you mm-hmm. hopefully we can do this more and oh yeah in the next couple of weeks having a pool party oh a pool party yep, yep. that, that sounds then, like a lot uh, of fun and then i'll have to visit and then i'll have to visit you in houston at some yeah. point we'll go to woodrow's Little wood Ooh, Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, we'll yeah. race some turtles. Oh, race some turtles. Oh, wait, I, I had forgotten about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do, you yeah get well, to, do you bet on the turtles? You do. You bet on the turtles. Nice. It's completely free. Um, but when your turtle wins, you get a free shot. That's huh? about it. You get one <laughs> free shot if your turtle wins. Um, usually it's like there would be like a little box in the middle where the turtles are. And then they would lift the box and the first turtle like, to get outside of the little ring um, would be the first one to win. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, It is. It's a lot of fun. It's really intense, too. It's crazy. <laughs> but we'll have to do that when I get there. Um, and maybe shoot another podcast. I'm, I'm going to keep this going. I'm going to stay committed to this as much as I've stayed committed to photography. Um, and then hopefully also bring up my magazine again. <laughs> I think you've got a lot of uh, different projects going on, but that you know, I feel like that's that's part of who you are. You 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 yeah. are creative in so many different ways, and I'm excited to see what will come out of it. <laughs> and I'm excited to to make you part of it as well. 
you and all my friends. I feel like you guys deserve a lot of the limelight because you're supporting me so much. So. <laughs> I, I didn't even think that I had much to contribute, but I guess I did. like one of the wisest friends I have. You definitely have a lot to contribute. <laughs> um, but I'll end this now and we'll drink a couple more beers mm -hmm. and just hang out. Play pool. Oh yes. <laughs>